All right, thanks, Gail. So a couple of clarifications on, on Bible studies. So the Great Commission is to go ye therefore. So we have to go. We can't stay inside these four walls. Like if it was just up to us, what we prefer, we would just stay here and hang out and study the Bible together and, and have food and fellowship. And it'd be a tremendously just encouraging, uplifting time. But that's really not the mission. The mission is to go ye therefore. So we are taking what we have and we are going out into our communities. Why is Wagi planning a church? Why not just stay here? Wouldn't that be a lot easier and more comfortable? Well, yeah, but that's, that's not the mission. So, so he's like, we're trusting God to plant an Arabic-speaking church in Kansas City. And what's that going to require? It's going to require a lot, someone laying down their life to, to, to do that. That's a work of a lifetime. And Wagi's like, I'll do it. I'll, okay, praise the Lord, right? So we're going to go ye therefore. Part of us going is we're going we're gonna to spread out and we're going to have evangelical community Bible studies in our communities. We have a couple's Bible study at Scott and Marla's. Christine's going to have a women's Bible study. We're going to have at least one men's Bible study, right, Tim? We may, and then what's going to happen is as those Bible studies grow and you outgrow Scott and Marla's house, Someone's gonna have to, to someone's gonna have to take another. So we'll have a couple's Bible study east and a couple of Bible studies west, or something like that. Or so you know. So as the men's Bible studies grow, like at some point we have to divide, and that's an organic way. That's how the church spreads organically. That's the plan. That's the vision. So you're like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well. When we break up into small groups, talk to Christine or Marla or Tim and, and figure out when you're meeting and, and what it's going to look like. And we're, we just need to get going on that. Make sense? That's why we're doing it. Not because it's super fun or easy or any of that stuff, because that's what God told us to do. Okay. And then on the Women in Missions Conference. Okay, so if, if you haven't been drawn to that yet, just know that after the conference at 5 p.m., it's ladies' night out. Okay, but to do ladies' night out, you have to go to the conference. <laughs> so that's the real draw is just ladies' night out, I guess. You know, I don't know. Um, let's see here. I don't have Scott here, so nothing's, nothing's probably going to work. Let's see. Let me just get this going. You can turn to First uh, John while we're while I'm getting ready here. All right. So we had uh, game night at the Growths. So that was fun. Uh, we played. I never got to play horseshoes. We, we played cornhole and horseshoes in the backyard. And then there were, there was card games, but that's when we realized the chiefs were actually playing. So game night kind of became watch the game night and uh, the, the chiefs won. Anyway, thank you, Marla for hosting. Scott was gone. So she had to do all the hostessing stuff by herself. So we appreciate that. Yeah, Jack the dog was part of it. So anyway, we're going to try to keep doing that. 
uh, Shelly kind of helps us coordinate those things and she's uh, quarantining right now. So, so, so anyway, um, all right, you guys ready? We're in first John, you guys ready to get going? Okay, we are ready for first John chapter two, verses seven through 11. Now, before we read that together, just by way of review, if you missed last week, we talked about, we're not checking off boxes. Okay, COD, check. New members, class, check. D1, check. Discipleship, two, check. It's not like that. I've had people ask me, hey, so what boxes do I have to check out so I can be a Bible study leader? It's like, oh, you don't, oh, I haven't explained what we're doing and who we are and why things are set up that way. And so last week we talked about the fact that we're not checking off boxes, you guys. We're being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So part of God's will is that we function to do this together within the structure of the local church. And we talked about that last week, how at Midtown, we didn't add discipleship or a missions program to our church. We just started doing the mission. We started doing discipleship and God made us a church. So we actually added a church to God's mission instead of adding a missions program to our church. And that's why Sam will say stuff all the time, like we're not playing church or I don't want to waste my time just holding services. Like there's actually more to this church thing. The church is not a building and the church is not a service. The church is a group of people. It's saved Bible believers on a mission. Well, here's the mission and we put a structure to it. So don't feel like, like I have to take some class to check off a box. It's not like that. We just put a structure to the whole thing so that you can, there is a next step that's available. I don't know if you've ever been at a church where you haven't had that. It's like, hey, pastor, what's my next step? Oh, just show up and love people. Let us professionals, you know, let us do the real work. And you can just sit there and smile. You need to be nice, dress appropriately and put some money in the, in, in the offering plate. That's your, and it's like, well, I kind of feel like God's gifted me to be a part. Yeah, no, just show up. Anyone ever been in a church like that where you actually couldn't or you didn't know how to move forward? We've set up our whole structure for people who want to move forward in their faith. And that's all we're really doing here. So the will of God includes us working and walking together within the structure of the local church. So we've put a structure to it. So there is a next step. There is a COD or D, like, but don't focus on the structure, focus on the process of being conformed to the image of Christ. If it looked a little different, well, there'd still be a structure to follow and there'd still be people who feel like, well, I have to jump through the hoops or check off the boxes. Well, no, you don't. You do whatever you want. Just, I mean, if you want to just show up and attend, but you're probably maybe, maybe going to feel guilty. I don't know. No, no. Like, like we're a church. It's all about moving forward. So praise the Lord. Okay. So we talked about that last week, and then, and then in terms of this week, let's look at 1 John chapter 2, 7 through 11. So get eyeballs on that. If you need a Bible, raise your hand and we'll get you a Bible. So Aaron needs a Bible. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to get started, though. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Verse 8, again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. 
He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. That means he lives there. He stays there in the light. And there is none occasion of stumbling in him. And then verse 11, but he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goest because that darkness, darkness has blinded his eyes. Okay, so that's an interesting passage. And there's really two questions that we have to get our head around so that we can understand this passage. And the first question is this, how can it be, John, that you are not writing a new commandment unto us, like you said in verse seven, but then, oh, you are writing a new commandment unto us, like you say in verse eight. So which is it? Are you writing a new commandment unto us or are you not writing a new commandment unto us? Because that's what he says. Oh, hey, guys, I'm not going to preach a sermon today. Oh, but I am going to preach a sermon today. Okay, obviously, John is trying to get our attention and he's trying to make a point, right? So question number one, what's the point that John is trying to make when he says, I'm not writing a new commandment unto you, but I am writing a new commandment unto you? What's he talking about? That's question number one. And then question number two, what does it mean that to, to love and to hate? Love your brother, hate your brother. What's that even mean anyway? I mean, I know what maybe we would think naturally, but what's the Bible? What's it mean according to scripture? So those are the two questions we want to get our heads around before we break up into small groups. You guys ready? Okay, so question number one. How can it be that John is not writing a new commandment unto us, but he is writing a new commandment? So here's the answer. Okay, in verse seven, he says, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from me. So, so here's the simple answer. It's not a new commandment because it's the same as the old commandment. All right, now the commandment that he's talking about is that we need to love one another. That's the commandment. Look, look, just to, so you know, look with me here in 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. That's your commandment. That's, that's what he's talking about. He repeats it in 2 John. chapter. Uh, 2 John only has one chapter there, but it's verse 15. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's no for 2 John 15. It's 2 John 5. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which ye, we have had from the beginning. There it is again. So what is it? that we love one another. So the commandment, it's not new because it's the same as the old, okay? And this is the commandment that we love one another. Okay, so let's talk about that. What is the old commandment? Well, that's the law. That's what was given to God's people in the Old Testament. Okay, so the law didn't just tell people how to live. This is one of the main points here. It taught people how to love. All right, so the commandment is to love one another. It's the same as the, the law given in the Old Testament. Okay, so you guys ready to look at some verses and see how that's true? All right, Leviticus 19. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Does that sound familiar? That's like the main Thing. Okay, love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. And then farther down in that same chapter, Leviticus 19, verse 34, but the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you. 
and thou shalt love him as thyself. There it is again. So, so God's commandments to his people were given not just to teach them how to live, but how to love. Look at this verse, Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. So if you took your Old Testament, the law and the prophets, and you took those two sections of Scripture, everything contained in them would go under one of these two headings. Love the Lord thy God with all you got, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So in other words, when I keep the law, I am loving my neighbor as myself, and I am loving God. Romans 13, 8 through 10. Owe no man anything but to love one another. Don't let anybody put you in bondage with some moralistic thing. No, we're not, we're, we're not under the law. Don't let anybody guilt you into disciples. Okay. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Oh my goodness, what a cool thing. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Okay, where, where do these things come from? Thou shalt not. What does that look like? The Ten Commandments. Okay. Thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying. Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. When God gave his people his law, it wasn't just a bunch of rules to jump through the hoops and check off the boxes. He was teaching them how to live, but also how to love. Okay, so in the Old Testament, that's what we saw. Okay, now, that same commandment, live according to the law, and in doing so, you love one another. That's the same as the new commandment, letter B on your handout. So the commandment to love has not changed, but John does say in verse 8 of 1 John chapter 2, again, a new commandment I write unto you. So, so it is new in some way. So it's still we're supposed to love people by just simply doing what the Bible tells us to do, but there's a new component to it. So let's look at that. Which thing is true in him, talking about Christ, and in you? Because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. So the commandment to love has not changed, but we have changed. God's people. See, Christ came. We're not under the law anymore, are we? There's a new dispensation. There's a new time frame in which God deals with his people in a different way. When God came and he offered the kingdom, his kingdom, he said, hey, Israel, I'm offering you to rule and reign with me in my kingdom on the earth out of Jerusalem. We'll set up the millennial reign right now. Here's my, here's my constitution of the kingdom. And he goes to the Sermon on the Mount and he just lays out what it's going to be like under his rule and reign. And Israel did what? They said, no thanks. We'd rather crucify you. 
then live your way with you on the throne. And that's what they did. They rejected the kingdom. Now, if you read Ephesians and Romans 9 through 11, what you'll realize is God, all along, God had this secret mystery planned, which is called what? The church age. A mystery in your Bible is something that was concealed, but is now revealed. Like the big, you're like, ta-da, the church age. You can be saved by grace through faith. It's not under the law anymore. It is a new, what we would call a new dispensation. Now we don't keep the law, and I don't love you by keeping the law. Now we're not under the law. So, so how does, what is the new commandment? Okay, so let's look at, uh, here's your blank. Now in the church age, our love is through liberty, not through the law. So you're not under the law, you guys. You don't have to live in a way which is going to be loving toward others. Do you? Your righteousness is imputed. Your salvation, you, you can't lose your salvation. You can live however you want. Okay, so what are you going to choose to do? Man, I want to love others. Why? Because that light, that true light that came in the world through Christ now abides within me. Why do I want others to be saved? Well, because I've received great love and I've received forgiveness and I've received great grace and mercy. Now I have love and grace and mercy in me. And now I have it to give away and I can use my liberty in Christ to tell others about the light and the love and the life that's in Christ. Galatians 5.13 kind of summarizes this nicely for us. It says, for brethren... You have been called unto liberty. Do whatever you, we're not under the law. Uh, only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love, there it is. There's our love through liberty, but by love, serve one another. For all, this sounds familiar. For all the love, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, but if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. In other words, we're going to be a fellowship that is characterized by love. We'll talk about that in a minute, what that looks like. Or we can just be biting one another. Like, I can't believe she took the seat and I have to sit under the vent and that's so cold. I'm just so mad at at Mary. Mary got the good seat, and I have to sit in the cold. I'm going to bite and devour. I'm just going to be mad at her, be malicious. I'm going to covet the warm seat because I have to sit in the cold seat. Or we can say, you know what? I'm so glad for Mary. She got the good seat. I'm Mary, I am so glad. I'm happy on your behalf. I will gladly sit in the cold seat. You guys know anybody that doesn't get grace and mercy and love and they, they have to bite and devour because they're so insecure and they're not at peace in and of themselves. So they always have to, they're like that drowning person who's climbing on the person next to them trying to get above water. You guys know people like that? Okay, we're not gonna be people like that here. We're not gonna have any of that because we have received great love. We've received great 
peace. We've received mercy and truth, and you now have it. It's in you, and you can give it away. And if you're like, I don't know, I don't get that. Well, then there's your small group conversation right there. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So we could just maybe summarize all this and say, here's the new, here's the thing that's changed. We don't love by keeping the law like it was in the old commandment. We actually keep the law by loving. If we love one another, we fulfill the law. That's what we just read. So if I can figure out how to love the brethren, man, then, then I'll, I don't, I mean, I don't have to worry about the law anyway, but I, I do want, I mean, I, I want to live right. Well, just, it's all summarized like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. So let's talk about the second question. What does it mean to love and hate in these verses? Okay, so here's our answer. So, so you guys, let's go back. We'll re, re, read the verses. Verse 9, he that saith he's in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Well, I want to make sure I'm not hating my brother. Like, what's that mean? He that loveth his brother, verse 10, abideth in the light, and there's none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth because the darkness has blind his eyes. So what is that talking about? Okay, so the answer, number one, in regard to loving and hating, God doesn't just really describe, okay, loving by keeping the law like we talked about it it's actually defining it's actually defining so turn with me you want to maybe put a bookmark there in first john because we're coming back but but turn with me to the book of exodus in your bibles the 10 commandments starts in exodus 20 and god's teaching the nation of israel and he's saying look you can't live like you did in Egypt. You were in bondage to Egypt, and you can't live like that. I need you guys to, to be my people, not people that are in bondage to the world. Okay. And, and you, you're going to Canaan, but you can't live like the Canaanites. You can't live like where you're coming. 